0: You're listening to Red Nation Online. Left. Joe Bendik trying
1: to get back there. Namus got on the end of it, and Joe Bendik couldn't keep
0: it out. Poor defending. It's become synonymous with Toronto FC this season.
2: Saturday, August 8th, as Prospect 11's Aaron Nielsen and Kamal Hilton taking over for an out-of-town Ian Clark and wrapping up a deflating 3-1 TFC loss to Sporting Kansas City. The defensive woes continue, and Aaron and Kamal go over the match to discuss the player performances and look at TFC's new attacking edition, Hercules Gomez. A quick note to listeners, that I'll be on vacation for the next two games to get your TFC pod fixed. If you haven't yet, check out The Vocal Minority. But until then... Thanks for listening. This is Eastside Stand Up.
0: to Eastside stand-up.
1: There you Uh, go. Kamal, (laughs) Kamal Stillings, the the, the hardest-working man in sports, man. Do you want want the issue job? Is that your plan?
0: (laughs) Uh, Ian had a nervous breakdown. (laughs) No, I'm joking. Uh, We're just filling in for him. Uh, Those that don't know, I'm Kamal Hilton. My co-host, Aaron Nielsen. How's it going, Aaron? I'll be Aaron Nielsen
1: this time. (laughs) I'm substituting for the sometimes Aaron Nielsen on the pod, so. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, we just came back from Toronto FC versus Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, I think he usually gives his placement.
1: So we're in um, a park just outside, right beside the stadium actually, right? Yeah. Dufferin Park or whatever. Toddler Town and Kitt Street and a lot of cool stuff I guess where they
0: do, where they do, uh... Uh, exhibition.
1: And we tried to give people time to leave, but they're still walking through
0: here. So yeah, come they, on, it's like the Walking Dead. Everybody's all depressed. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> man, it is, it is. Now, if they're happy, we
1: get TFC chance on the podcast, but we're probably not going to get any here.
0: Yeah, so um, yeah, we just came back from Sporting Kansas City. I yeah, think that's a good, Toronto, that's a good see- setup for a game, man. It was a kind of
1: malaise, the whole game kind of thing. It just kind of happened. It wasn't really... Although I guess the referee caused a bit of You know discomfort at the beginning of the game, but Mm -hmm. by the end of it, I thought, to be honest with it, you know, we'll go right into it. To be honest with you, I thought Kansas City played a very smart um, defense or system against them. And I thought the one thing I noticed, which was interesting, is because we talked in the past how one of the ways of stopping Giovinco is kind of just to destroy him, right? The problem is when you're fouling him, you get fouls up, right? And as Giovinco scored in the Orlando game, he's capable of scoring for free kicks. And to me, what I noticed is is that Kansas City was actually giving Giovinco space, but then intercepting the long ball because they knew that Toronto's, Giovinco's teammates on Toronto were going to try to pass the ball to Giovinco. So I didn't, you know, you could have counted the amount of times But the amount of sort of tackles or interceptions that Kansas City got against Toronto in general today, I would assume if they did some sort of stat on that, it would be a very high number than a normal soccer game. And that was the thing that kind of stood out to me.
0: Yeah, I think, well, looking at the first half, the beginning of the first half, I think Kansas City, like you said, they played it very smart. I think... Um you know they're a possession team by nature anyway. Like that's how they've been doing it the last few years under yeah. Peter Vermese. And I think you really saw that
1: that here um well if you looked at kent city's lineup it was like who are they yeah that is, that's true that's like one, it was a bunch of no names that's and, one you know, thing like we were expecting like, yeah we as, was, we knew like i was afraid Kansas city would win 3-1 but knowing all of our stories in the past i was afraid that Kansas city would win three one and dom dwyer would have three goals against toronto because we've been touting him both you and i in articles and on pxi and other things but he didn't play. Uh, who else? You know. Yeah, he like, didn't play. Susie was there, but other than that, I think it was. Um, you know, I know, I know,
0: he, he hasn't played much, but the young kid Eric Palmer Brown. Yeah, didn't he was there. We,
1: we like to see. Um, yeah, no, it was just a weird kind of hodgepodge lineup. But Roger they,
0: Espinoza didn't play. Yeah. There's a bunch of guys that like, I don't recognize a lot of their... They just threw... It's like they threw just some random dudes together. Yeah, I think, you know, well, the one
1: exception, and he scored the first goal, so it could be a good lead into that was Phil Homer Or, you know, so, Phil... Okay, we, I, and so one of the... Um, we have to make sure we, we, we check all the Esu uh, Eastside stand-up Um, things to talk about. And the one thing that Ian's been going on the past few weeks is this sort of MVP comparison. You know, is Giovinco the automatic MVP? And, you know, who, if he isn't, who will go against him? And so the one thing, the one guy who Ian's been saying is is, uh, Ben Philhalmer for Kansas City, and we got to see him today. And he scored a penalty goal. But, you you know, did you see anything else from him today that stood out? or Uh,
0: not that might make, I think he he dictated a little bit, especially I would say in the second half. Uh, he did dictate a lot of possession stuff but yeah, that's yeah. like more the team itself anyway yeah but the main focal point that I saw in this game was the referee so oh, referee okay. <laughs> referee
1: is Mark. again Geiger. another one of Ian's friends I think Ian has passed but you said you Well, not you passed pan Panama has passed yes yeah, setting so so, Pan Am Games going on
0: so. <laughs> so the referee is Mark Geiger and if You recognize that name, Uh, that was the referee that ref, the Gold Cup game between Panama and Mexico that was basically an utter mess, like with everybody, with Mexico fans throwing stuff at Panama players and weird penalty calls and just, and then you you heard about the banner at the end of the, from Panama in their dressing room calling it, uh, uh, CONCACAF thieves and stuff. So he was the referee around all this controversy, and there was a...
1: Yeah, uh, there was earlier controversy. Before we get into that, the exceptional play I saw him was in the second half, and a a foul happened, like, you know, Toronto had a chance, a foul happened, and nothing happened, but the funny thing of it is the referee had always ran up the other side of the field, like he didn't stick around even where the ball was, right? He wanted to be ahead of the play I guess but yeah I know he looked like a complete clown to be honest with you but.
0: yeah he had a tendency of doing that but the main thing was okay uh Jivinko was in on goal there was some good play that sprung him free yeah. uh, he was taken down in the box and Geiger didn't call a penalty Yeah, you go down to the other end straight down the other end I forget who took down who but Uh, Kansas City player was taken down, Just they were both jumping for the ball and he fell on the ground. Didn't look like much, I think you see uh, as much physicality if not more on any regular play in the box. Uh, He fell to the ground, Geiger calls a penalty and that's the one that failed Hopper converted and then straight after that Toronto FC brings the ball down so it's like a basketball game almost (laughs) Toronto FC brings it down and Bradley scores
1: yeah and a nice through ball from Giovinco and and that was actually a fairly nice goal like uh, Giovinco set it in and Bradley was just ahead of the fence and had to not chip it but he basically had to shoot it above the keeper within the penalty box and was able to do that and I thought that was a nice goal
0: yeah and because uh, both Cheru and perki were suspended for this game yeah uh, I think you could see particularly Bradley and Javinko I think and even I'd, I'd say even Zabaleta. and
1: yeah like they allowed three goals and the interesting thing is you said in the last six da- six games it's what 16 goals for Toronto and 15 goals for um, uh the opponents and of course you know the defense has been given a lot of criticism but to be honest with you I didn't think the fault necessarily was the defense like I didn't think you know the second goal was a kind of a weird goal it was like a pop up header and I don't know it was on the other side <laughs> for this podcast we decided to sit in <laughs> It was okay, I, you know, a lot of kids, uh, you know, learned a lot about FIFA and, and Woodbridge, but um, <laughs> so we didn't get to see the second goal because the second goal was happening, you know, uh, 150 meters away. Like we didn't see who was responsible for it. Um, but Zevoletta, I thought, played okay. I thought during the game he was able to hold a defender, I thought he made some sort of last tackles and stuff. And to me, if I was going to criticize Toronto, because we have to know, the game, the final score was 3-1, the penalty goal, the weird-headed goal, and then, you know, the counter at the end of the game where Kansas City scores their goal, right? So, I don't think the end of the game goal really, you know, it's allowed, it counts as a allowed goal, but I don't think it was really in the play, right? I think that was what happens when you're going for it and you lose it. Um, but I think the issue with Toronto outside the referee was their capability to control the ball in the midfield, especially do, you know, decent plays and stuff like that. I thought Azario played well, and he ran on the wing fairly um, decently in the second half. But, you know, I thought Warner was a bit, um, you know, guy with his head cut off, running around like a maniac, I thought. Um, Delgado didn't seem to stand out or to play a good game. Um, and that transition from the midfield to the forward to the opportunity didn't really exist or didn't seem to. And that made it a boring game, to
0: be the most part. Yeah, and also, I would add to that, Josie, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Putting this in context, I am currently wearing a U.S. uh, national team T-shirt of Josie Altador. Was hoping to give him a little good luck after (laughs) having you know a weird you know dropped in the gold cup, suspended with TFC. But he had a see my 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 relationship with Altador is
1: he's performing almost exactly as I expect from him, right? And so it's hard for me to be critical because that's who he is, right? You know, falling down easily, um, not being as dominant as he should be. You know, that's always been the criticism against him during his whole career. Now, the irony is, is, is coming into this game, he scored six goals in 12 games, which would mean an 18, 17-year goal season, right? Which what you would expect from him at the start of the season. And until the 80th minute and that sort of missed the header where he headed it off the um, ground and the ball just went, you know, way off the net. Um, Yeah, I thought he played, you know, again, I don't know if he was given the opportunities to score a goal, so I don't know, other than that 80th minute play. Like, you know, I think in a center forward position, you have to be given the ball and you have to be given opportunities and you can't criticize a guy for not
0: creating his own opportunities because that's not his role on the team. Yeah. I think, you know, he, prior to, you know, the suspension, I had thought he was actually developing a decent relationship with Javinko in the sense that, hey, I think we can all safely say this is Jivinko's team. Yeah, yeah. But Altador, you know, he was doing other things. He was, you know, involving, you know, holding up the ball a little bit. He's, you know... Linking up with Javinko, getting yeah. through balls through and stuff, but...
1: Well, an interesting question, way. and, you know, it's good. We, can, we get an interesting question out of this, is um, on Wednesday, Toronto won easily against Orlando, you know, Orlando, Orlando, but... Um, and Eltador or Bradley weren't playing. And, you know, and it was funny because on the previous podcast that I was on with... Um, it's been almost a theme, but a previous uh, podcast that I was on with Ian, as we talked... Does Giovinco play better with the other guys, or does Orkan Giovinco play better with Bradley and Eltidor? And you know, maybe you know, since Giovinco is the guy who wants the ball all the time, maybe the fact that you now have to include Bradley and Eltador in those plays—I know it's in a couple of plays there was free kicks—and Eltidor let Bradley take those free kicks. Um, you know, maybe there's too much, you know, I don't know what's the cliche, there's too much cookies in the cookie jar or whatever, but, um, too much hands in the cookie jar, isn't that one? (laughs) I thing
0: is, too many cooks
1: in the kitchen. (laughs) Too much cooks in the kitchen, there you go, okay. And maybe that's the issue, right? Like, maybe, you know, they've only, you know, again, as a statistician, I should know this, but they've only played a certain amount of games together this season, you know, with the Gold Cup, with injuries, with, you know, goofiness of the MLS. Um, you know, who know You know, they, I don't think they've had the real opportunity to j- gel as a trio yet. And now they, you know, we can segue into this a little later, but now we have Gomez to add to this, so we have to trio into our quadruple or gel into a quadruple, right? So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a learning curve or.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that in years two and three, depending on how long these guys stay together you're right they'll develop some sort of chemistry but i do think you know when those guys aren't there when bradley's not there and when altidore's not there i think everybody knows okay get the ball to javinko and get out of the way kind of thing or you know provide him support where you need him and like they listen to him more whereas these other guys they have their own ego or cachet to them that is like okay i'm not gonna yes it's technically his
1: team but well and also also those guys are options right you know if you see you know i don't know altor is what 6'2 you see a 6'2 200 pound guy standing there um, standing against a 5 foot 8 defender Your instinct is you want to pass the guy the ball, right? And I think one of the problems with Tador, especially, you know, in this position now he is in in terms of his relation to the MLS, is one of the the reasons why Lauren has had success with Orlando is because he's not thinking. He's just running to the center, allowing Kaka or someone else to give him the ball and then finishing it, right? Where I think Altidore thinks he might be more than that, and he's just not being the target guy, he's trying to be, you know, the guy who's running on the wing, he's trying to be the guy who gets the fouls, he's trying to be the guy who, you know, is the captain or running back, and, and maybe, maybe that's part of the issue, is, is, is that, you know, there's not the authority figure. Uh, Ian will be happy that uh, Greg Vanny had the nice pink shirt on today and he looked like he was ready to go clubbing tonight, he had some nice grey slacks on as well. Um, you know, maybe it's his farewell party, maybe Ole Gunnar Soskar is coming in so, uh, you know, we don't know that yet. But um, yeah, maybe it's just, you know, maybe too many cooks in the kitchen and not a master chef to tell him what to do.
0: <laughs> Honestly, that would probably be the worst thing for them to change coaches again.
1: <laughs> no, you're not, you're not
0: a fan. Like, okay. Is Vanny... like? I'm fine with Vanny. Yeah, let's, okay. let's say that. It's not, he's no Ryan Nelson. Okay. Like You guys know my opinion of Ryan Nelson if you've listened in the past. I don't feel that way about Greg Vanny. It's time to get someone to wear an Arsenal shirt, man. Get your bed on. <laughs> I just think, you know, we need to stop turning over things and develop some roots a little bit and you know this kind of segues into the addition that toronto fc's made they yeah. seem to be going with american roots <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> bringing in uh hercules gomez yeah so what do you think about this um situation?
1: my general opinion of hercules gomez is is, is um, You know, within a smart team, I think he provides another asset, which is a good thing. I think, you know, he's not necessarily a goal scorer. You know, the um, comparison that I use him with is with Gordon, with uh, Los Angeles Galaxy, where he's on the pitch to disrupt the defense and allow the uh, DPs more of the ball and more of opportunities and stuff like that. He's not clinical, so, you know, I don't think you're going to get Arguably, I don't think today he would have made a huge impact. I don't think he would have created much other than um, a greater threat, especially in the final 10 minutes when you're down a few goals. Um, But, you know, it's, it's... you know, the at this point of the season, MLS has their invisible salary cap, so you bring anybody you want. <laughs> and so, you know, I my, again, my greater concern no it was the same no. with the defender. Uh, no, 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 it is my greater concern is is that um, um, you know it's the, the lack of American and, and more importantly Canadian talent on the team. Is, is we're allowing ourselves as a league, the MLS, to go out. And find players elsewhere instead of developing players within their own system.
0: Yeah, my thoughts on on this on this move is from a Hercules Gomez standpoint. I think he brings he brings. You need your buddy, your Mexican edge. buddy, man. <laughs> yeah, he he brings some edge to to the team, which I think you need. Yeah. But also and some versatility a little bit, which I think you need. But also, he brings the fact that he's played in Mexico, he's played in MLS before. Yeah. You're not bringing in a guy that needs a whole lot of time. Well, the one thing I do like in. about him is, is you know, knock
1: on wood, um, Toronto makes the playoff. Is that he has is a guy with MLS playoff experience. And the one thing that lacks on Toronto FC are guys with MLS playoff experience. So that's the one you know, for this year, right? Like, again, I don't, I don't call this season as a season development, a season long-term ideas and things like that. This is, you know, we're willing to pay, I guess, more than $22 million right now and just try to win a champion, and we'll do whatever we can to do it, right? And so we see it, you know, in, in Canadian trial sports, we see it with the Blue Jays right now, and you not might not have an affiliation with these guys, you might not have a love with these guys, but if they can perform and get you where you gotta go to, you know, you're gonna accept it, right? So.
0: And then, my other point was, with the American Roots is, uh, I am not of the belief that you bring in a guy just because he has Canada on his passport, Mm. and that's why you bring him in. Mm. You would bring him in if you were confident he would better your team not not level your team off not just be a squad player yeah but he would have to better your team for 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 me, if I was running Toronto OC, for me to bring in a guy, and the guy that was brought up on Twitter was Simeon Jackson? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Oh. Well, I,
1: again, I think, you know, the, the interesting thing with Simeon Jackson is I think Harbour might be the more equivalent to, to Gomez, right? Like, Simeon Jackson, I think I think the problem now, the interesting thing about Simeon Jackson is he might play well with Giovenko because of his diminuture size and the speed and the ability to play on the wing. Um, you know, the issue is, is is if you bring this, if Simeon Jackson in as a forward, as a goal scorer, and then you do what you're doing with Finley right now in the management sense, you're putting him on the wing and not allowing him an opportunity to score goals, you know, the crowd's going to go against him very quickly. And I think one of the problems by having that Canadian tag and your jersey is, you know, it could be a blessing, but it could also be a curse. If you're not succeeding, then people are going to be more critical of you because they want you to succeed kind of thing, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And then I think also, like, to be honest, and it might not be a popular opinion, but I think this team is more marketable now with all these American players. And yeah.
1: Well, again, I think there. I think it's you know it's unsurprising that. Uh um, you know, Ted is a league guy, right? And so, and, you know, and Vanny in a lot of sense is a league guy. So these guys are guys who are connected to the league, who, you know, have a relationship to a league. Um, sure, yeah, you know, uh, um, you know, to be honest with you, to me at this point, Hercules Gomez is almost more of a guy than, than a guy that, you know, we would regard as a DP or someone we're going to hold parades for. So. You <laughs> you just know, yeah, you Basically. know, like if we went and, and and signed trade for Pedro Ribeiro, or we paid or trade for G- Gordon, or or Connor Casey, you know, it'd be like, eh. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, okay, there's another asset we can use at, you know, some point of the game, so we're not bringing on, you know, Chapman. Like the, I guess the one thing, you know, because in the past, especially Ian and I have talked about him was that the guy they got rid of, well, they got rid of Craval, but they also got rid of Bright DK. And I think it's unfortunate how Toronto treated him, and I thought there was more potential in Bright DK than Toronto gave him a shot, right? And one of the worries I have, based on the Bright DK example, is this is the, you know, because you and I follow prospects, and we follow TFC two and stuff like that. And, you know, if you're not part of the end game, FC doesn't care about you, right? So they'll have you on your bench for two years, not play you, and then just cut you, right? And I think this is a worry for players like Hamilton, like Chapman, like Othello, like you know, those guys who seem right now to have these big bright spots in the Toronto FC system for the next few years. But arguably, you know, if, if they can find a, an American or a Moroccan who can fill your role, who they think is going to play better, they'll get rid of you in a second, right? Yeah,
0: right. So, I don't know, do you have anything else to add there? Because I would say I'll kind of transition into the fact that this team is scoring a lot of goals, but giving them (laughs) up too. I'm trying
1: to think if there's any other Esu things that we're missing out. Was there any sights and sounds? Oh,
0: okay. Let's get get into that. (laughs) So, my sight and sound, I guess, to start... We didn't reach the stadium yet when this happened, but you had... I forget the supporters' group name, but... Uh, inebriati uh, or...
1: Yeah, 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 yeah
0: inebriati or whatever. <laughs> how, however you say it, all of them gathered near us, <laughs> and they basically... They direction. Yeah, they, they basically invaded a Tim Hortons. <laughs> they,
1: they, they're, they're, they're on cue. Although, uh, the one thing I don't get, and you know, I'm going to get killed for this, I guarantee. But why why does Charles FC sing that Ale, Ale, Ale song? Right number one, it's in French, <laughs> right? And that's a Montreal impactor, name main competitor. And number two, aren't she stealing it from the uh, Canadian national team and the Voyagers Like, come on, come on with your own Toronto-esque song, right? They're basically—I would like say a Drake song or something, McMills yeah. Mills or whatever. But I don't.
0: I, <laughs> I would say a lot of the Red Patch Boys are Voyageurs. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's like they just—it's fire their Yeah. Okay. They just okay. adapt one song to okay. the other I not to criticize you because I am not a composer of any sort <laughs> I'm not Mozart <laughs> or Beethoven but I would like to thinking, would isn't, there, nice.
1: isn't there any some like old Protestant song from like 14th century that Toronto represents with and we could sing and stuff like that like there should be something more you know sing uh what's that Liverpool song you never walk alone or something you know take that right it's just um I don't know why
0: we're singing French. <laughs> they did sing some other song that I've never heard of, so I guess that's their unique oh, okay. song. okay. No,
1: well, no, I thought it was fun. Like we, we actually walked through the Go, I guess it's a Go station. Yeah. It doesn't look like it, but. Go underpass. <laughs> go underpass. And you know, I thought it was cool, man. It's good to have those uh, side things that people can make noise on and yeah. stuff like that. And so, you know, and it seemed you know, they seem motivated throughout the game. Um, as I said, we were singing on the east side, so there wasn't, we had a lot of kids. And we had uh, FIFA updates and uh, <laughs> what well, a right wing back is. We now know what a right wing back is. And we had, uh,
0: um, yeah, you yeah, know, so. Yeah, so th- that was my sight and sound. I'm trying to think if there was anything else um, off the top of my head. No. I uh, mean, it was hot as hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> the problem with the East Side, you the sun the
1: whole freaking game. But I got a nice tan, it probably burned by now. But. Um, Ah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, overall okay. If I was to transition into TFC's next few opponents. Yeah. So it's
1: maybe. New York, Orlando, um Montreal. Montreal and then Seattle. And
0: Seattle.
1: Drogba man. We're gonna get yeah. to see Drogba. Is he gonna be here by then? Yeah,
0: yeah. He's, He's are. yeah, oh, okay, I, okay. he'll play okay. by then. Okay, that's worth that's a So game we get about. to see the Wright Phillips
1: brothers. That's true. Although well, no, that game's in New York. Okay. So, so we we you get, get to watch we it get, on TV. Yeah, we can watch the white Wright brothers in 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 New York, and then so we get, get uh, hopefully Kaká. Li- yeah, Kaká missing again. Warren. Yeah. Who cares about Kaká, man? <laughs> Kyle Warren, man. He's the best. That's greatest. true. That's and true. And then uh, yeah, and you and get then, Drogba. And Drogba, and then Seattle's gone crazy in the transfer market as well. They brought like three or four guys in because they sucked, <laughs> which is surprisingly. So. Um, yeah, and true. then we
0: get to see Hercules Gomez yeah, so we yeah, go yeah, run yeah. around and yeah, see yeah. what he can do. <laughs> but uh,
1: Hercules, there you go. There's a song right there. I just proud you guys a song. Great right <laughs> on.
0: Hercules, hero, fallen story. Hercules, winner of ancient glory, fighting for the right, fighting with his might. With <laughs> I know. Okay, I know. If they haven't thought of it already. I can predict someone is going to make a Tifo of the Hercules cartoon. Yeah, no,
1: that's the song. Hercules. You ever watch that? You're probably too young for that. We used to watch it. It used to be on uh, Hercules, only the evil fear him, Hercules. And then it used to be on it at 7 in the morning on Global when I was like 10 years old. So I used to watch it. No, it was the, there's the um, half horse, half whatever. <laughs> It's a good cartoon, man. <laughs> Cartoons, kids, <laughs> no, not YouTube, man. Cartoons. Okay. So. <laughs> not Geo <Geovicle>. Yeah, <laughs> right, what do you mean in the cartoon?
0: Yeah, he's like what, Ant-Man? <laughs> Atomic Ant? so you go. yeah uh, you go. that's the game and our analysis I don't I don't know I'm kind of you honest, want, this Ian, and, back. You this want is, Ian back you want Ian back I'm not I'm not used to this I'm not I'm used to gaffer War and sports, War sports. <laughs> I, I'm not used to this I'm used to gaffer and hooligan so I'm not his format is a little <laughs> different than mine but I hope you enjoyed it anyway I don't know how oh, much yeah. yeah.
1: make sure yeah we have to if you want to comment on this, you got to go to Ian at uh, RNO on his on his um, Twitter. Yeah. ClarkRNO info at Red Nation Online. And make sure to say we want Kamala's host, man. Replace the host, man. we will try to bring Kamala, man. Kamala, I don't know. Kamala's taking over, S. U. Man. I rather and, not. I don't know. <laughs> is, it, is it even allowed? The person from Brampton to be on East side? It's like that's that's right there, man. That's com- that's that's uh, issues right there. Man. Everything good
0: in Canadian <laughs> soccer comes from Brampton. There we know this already.
1: West side, man. I'm always <laughs> west, man. Brantsville's represent. <laughs> but in terms of plugs, I guess uh just yeah, to hija- after this don't find me man i'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: to hijack uh his podcast yeah you can get you can't come on facebook oh, sorry. no no yeah <laughs> prospect 11 yes, yes. um at prospect xi yes we've been doing a lot of epl yeah, fantasy stuff and
1: although although relatable to um um to be serious for a second, relatable to um, Red Nation Online, more more importantly. But we are doing our sort of NCAA college preview for uh, PXI and Sergio Camaro, who people might remember he came on during the Liverpool game a couple years ago in Skydome. Um, he he was on KW United. Who Congratulations to KW United. They won the PDL championship this year. And uh, he looks to be a star with... Um, his team uh, it's coastal Carolina so he so do not not be surprised if Toronto offer a homegrown contract after the season yeah, so, so there, there you, you go you inside you man inside got some
0: PXI insight inside. there better in my comedy but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, for Aaron there you I go hope you guys enjoyed it and cheers don't save the song <laughs> notes notes to Ian at the end <laughs>
2: We want you to get involved. Reach out to us on Twitter at Red Nation Online or by email at info or have your say at rednationonline.ca. Get in touch with us, let us know how you thought the team did. Agree, disagree, it doesn't matter. Also, check out our other podcasts on Red Nation Online from the Black Hole, Ours is the Fury, the Footy Roundup, and our interview series. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah!